0: States, 360 degrees, high, high, 360 degrees, 306 three hundred and
1: 360, 360, 360, degrees, ha,
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. The show was written, produced, and recorded in Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as the Bay Area. So initially, we had in store for you all a show about resolution and revolution, but there is a crisis going on here at KPFA and Pacifica that we simply can't ignore. Therefore...
0: On tonight's show, we will discuss the facts of the matter at hand. And we will speak with Grace Aaron of the Pacifica National Board,
2: and hear from you. We want to give you an opportunity to call in to ask questions and discuss solutions. All that tonight on Full Circle. I'm your host Kat Petru, and I'm joined by First Voice Co-Director and Producer Freewell and Franklin to help deliver the facts and facilitate the conversation.
0: Boop boop. What's up, everyone?
2: Thanks for being here, Frank. Please stay with us. Greetings, folks. Welcome again to Full Circle. I'm your host, Kat Petru, and I'm joined by First Voice co-director and producer, Free Will and Franklin. Hey, hey. Frank is here to help facilitate a conversation about what is going on at Pacifica and KPFA. As mentioned, we planned a great show for you, exploring the many new years celebrated around the world, talking about time-tested techniques for bringing about legitimate transformation and also giving you a taste of the year ahead here at Full Circle. However, in the last days of 2017, we here at the station got an email about the state of affairs at KPFA. The email was literally titled, The Imminent Threat.
0: So long-time listeners know that KPFA is part of a network of five radio stations. We have KPFA here in Berkeley, KPFK in Los Angeles, KPFT in Houston, Texas, which was infamously, infamously bombed on two occasions by the KKK, and we also have WPFW in Washington, D.C., and WBAI in New York. All these stations fall under the governing body of Pacifica National Board. This board is responsible for the network's financial well-being and longevity. After the destruction of the Twin Towers on September 11th in 2001, WBAI, our sister station in New York, had to act quickly to rent a new signal tower on top of the Empire State Building. And Pacifica Interim Executive Director signed a lease agreement. That agreement has proven to be too expensive to maintain payments. The rent is currently around $53,000 each month, and it's rising 9% each year, which uh, this contract we are locked into until at least 2020.
2: Right, and Pacifica has been delinquent in paying the rent. So now collectively, we are in a $1.8 billion debt to the Empire State Realty Trust.
0: And it may seem like this shouldn't affect us out here in Berkeley, but it does. We are a network, so what affects one affects all.
2: So here's the imminent threat. If Pacifica National Board does vote to either apply for a loan excuse me, does not vote to apply for a loan or file Chapter 11 bankruptcy immediately. All the Pacifica station's bank accounts could be seized and property could have liens applied as early as January 8th, which is this coming Monday. A note for all of us before we go any further. As Frank and I and others have been researching and preparing for the show tonight, it's become evident that there is no objective perspective One person makes a sound point and it's immediately contradicted by yet another sound point from someone else. So please, please take what you hear and think critically about the information you're amassing. We hope this is always the case as consumers of media, but it absolutely bears repeating in this context and at this time.
0: And of course, none of us want this to happen. Um, We all have a lot of questions. And to help us sort through the facts and determine the most informed next steps, we have invited Grace Aaron from the Pacifica National Board to join us on the show for tonight. And just for full disclosure, um, Grace Aaron has a long history of serving on the KPFK local station and the National Board throughout the past 15 years, and was even the interim executive director for a SPELL in 2009. Um, Grace currently serves on the KPFK Local Station Board and on the Pacifica National Board. She is also a longtime peace and anti-nuclear activist. Welcome, Grace, and thank you so much for being here tonight with us.
3: Well, thank you. I'm really happy to be here speaking with you.
0: Well, it's been great. It's great to have you. And um, let me be clear for myself, for my own full disclosure, I am a paid staff member here at KPFA. I get an eight-hour-a-week salary to help keep the First Voice Apprenticeship Program churning out these great hosts, producers, and engineers like Kat here Yay! and our assistants in the other room. Um, I also served... Two consecutive three-year terms on the KPFA local station board as a staff-elected representative. And I just happened to term out before the last election last year.
2: And I just want to chime in. Uh, First of all, Frank works definitely more than eight hours a week. And just for my own full disclosure, I'm an apprentice, like Frank said, in group 42 or fortitude. Um, And I've been here at KPFA and KPFB for a year and a half. So I'm relatively green in this conversation.
0: Well, let's um, get you involved Your Grace. Um, as we know, how we got to where we are at this point is not at all irrelevant, but right now it is secondary to finding a solution. We, uh, Pacifica, have lost in court, and now we have a $1.8 million judgment that must be paid immediately or our assets and bank accounts are at risk. Can, um, can we get some clarity on what can be taken immediately from us and what cannot because i feel like there's a great fear in the air around at least our station here at kpfa um that our beloved stations kpfk all the other ones uh, may go off the air at any moment is that true
3: And no, but uh there is ample reason for fear that's for sure now before i go on i want to read to our listening audience a motion that was passed last night in the open session it's a, in a, a sort of a disclaimer. So let me read it to you. Um, all managers, employees, and board members of Pacifica must state clearly that any comments they make to media, including Pacifica programs, about the current Pacifica situation regarding the Empire State Realty Trust summary judgment are not made in their official capacity but only as their personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Official statements can only be made after they are, are approved by the PNB. So... Anything you're hearing on the air from anyone uh, uh, in any capacity of authority in Pacifica—any board member, any station manager, the executive director, the chief financial—any any of those people or, or any board member—are only are only authorized to give their own personal opinions. So I am uh, stating that this is my own personal opinion. I am not speaking for Pacifica. I'm simply speaking for myself. Thank although you. Although I am a national board member. <laughs> so to tell, to answer your question, yes, on uh, uh, January 8th or shortly thereafter, Empire State can start seizing our assets if they so choose. We don't know that they're going to. Um in terms of uh, there may be automatic liens placed on all of our real estate, um, that could have happened already in Texas and uh, basically Texas. We have a building in Texas. And in California, uh, that will be possible on Monday. So, however, liens on buildings, that means that they would effectively kind of have a mortgage on our buildings. And that would only be satisfied when, uh, or eliminated once the debt is paid, the summary judgment debt is paid to the Empire State Realty Trust.
0: So, the time being, uh, hopefully, you're safe. However,
3: it would take them quite a while months, if not longer for them to force us to sell those buildings mm-hmm. or to take them in foreclosure. So, there's no imminent risk. When it comes to the buildings. Now, the bank accounts are another story. The bank accounts could be tapped into. However, we've taken precautionary measures across the foundation. Uh, the station managers have paid payrolls in advance. They've paid all bills that they could possibly pay in advance so that those bank accounts are expended already, so there's not tremendous amount of money in them to be seized by the Empire State Building. So we would not uh, be off the air anytime soon. But this is a very big, looming threat. That's definitely the case.
2: Thank you so much for clarifying some of those fears and concerns. Are you Have I lost you? Oh, we're still here. Can you hear us? Hello? Uh-oh. Um,
0: can you hear us now?
2: <laughs> yeah, I can. Oh, can you, hear, can you hear me, Grace? Yes, I can. Okay, I great. Can. All right. Were you well, hearing me, I hope? Yes. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. So good. Um, let's talk about the pros and cons of the two most popular options that are currently the point of a stalemate of on the national board, bankruptcy versus a loan or loans. Uh, let's start with the pros and cons of bankruptcy. What does bankruptcy do for Pacifica?
3: Okay. Well, the bankruptcy has uh, a couple of advantages. One is that it stops any seizure of assets, right, dead in the tracks of uh, Empire State. They can't, they can't seize our assets if we, once we declare bankruptcy. And it also gives us time to pay our debts off. Those are the two pluses. However, there are lots of downsides to bankruptcy. And that's why it's my opinion that we should avoid it if
4: if possible.
0: Well, um, can we kind of go through a little bit of what are the downsides of bankruptcy? Because, you know, a lot of people are urging, there's been a lot of statements signed to immediately declare bankruptcy. So a lot of people have been feeling the pressure that this is what we need to do immediately. Why haven't we not done this? So what are some of the downfalls of bankruptcy? And I, yeah. and just like yeah. to clarify, there's like no easy choice, whether it be loans or bankruptcy, it's, they're both not beneficial to us, but what are some of the downfalls of bankruptcy as you see it?
3: Okay. First of all, let me tell you that this is my opinion and I certainly am not a bankruptcy attorney and people should, uh, research these issues. There are a lot of misconceptions about bankruptcy. First of all, it's commonly believed that in bankruptcy, you can negotiate and reduce your debt. Now, that is not the case in our situation. That's only the case when your debt exceeds your, uh, your uh, assets. When your assets exceed your debt, you have to pay 100 cents on the dollar. You may have more time to do it, but re- debt is not reduced. You have to pay the full 100%, 100 cents on the dollar of all your debt. That's the other downside of bankruptcy. Outside of bankruptcy, we would only have to pay uh, probably half of our debt in the next three years or so. so. In bankruptcy, we have to pay all of our debt. Our total debt is about $8 million. so um... So we would be forced to pay all eight million of our debt that includes the two and a half million or so that we uh, owe to amy goodman Mm -hmm. she's not pressing us for that we can probably drag out that debt not pay her for quite some time and other debt that uh, we're not being pressed for so outside of bankruptcy we have more time to pay off the debt and we will not have to pay all of the debt that's a big advantage of not going into bankruptcy
0: what about um, who determines what happens to your assets once you go into this voluntary bankruptcy? Is it just um, we get you know, 120 days to restructure ourselves and present a plan and then hopefully they accept it? Or you know, wh- who is in control when we go into bankruptcy? Who decides what happens?
3: Okay, uh, before I go on, um, when you ask a question, your voice is very scratchy.
0: Oh, maybe I'm turned up a little too high on the...
3: I think so. So, think
0: so. can you understand me?
3: I can understand you, but it's still scratchy.
0: Um, how about I now? It. I sound a little better? A
3: little bit, but it's there's a, like a crackling in Grace, your voice. Grace,
2: is it at all easier to hear me? It is. Okay, well, is. I can ask the question that Frank was asking. So, essentially... no, I, I heard
5: the question. Oh, okay,
2: great. Okay. Okay.
5: I actually, repeat it because I got off track for a no,
2: second. No, no worries. So basically, he's wondering who determines what happens to the assets if, if bankruptcy is what happens.
3: Okay. So what happens is we lose control in bankruptcy to a great degree, So uh, to, to a greater or lesser degree. So the first thing is, in bankruptcy, we have 120 days to present a plan to the Committee of Creditors and the judge. So the committee of creditors, are the, our creditors form a committee, and they have to approve any plan that we put forward. And the plan has to uh, have a plan to pay off all of our debt, all of our debt, eight, all $8 million, and to keep Pacifica going, running as a, as a form of a business, so operating. So that will most likely mean we'll have to sell assets, obviously, since our cash flow is not adequate to keep keep operating and to pay off $8 million in debt.
2: Right. Actually, quick question. Um, is Won't ultimately Pacifica have to pay that debt in, in its entirety? And also, um, how quickly, if we were to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, would we have to pay off that $8 million debt?
3: Well, I, that, I'm, I'm not sure of that. I mean, we we may have years to pay off that debt, but bankruptcy itself is extremely expensive. Right. It will cost us seven hundred fifty thousand to a million dollars just for the expenses of bankruptcy, and it could be more. Um, and the there are two. We are going to have to sell assets to uh, to we would have to sell assets definitely if we're in bankruptcy. Um, we can get loans now before bankruptcy if we don't intend to go into bankruptcy, if the loans are used to prevent bankruptcy, we can get loans at an interest rate way below uh, what we could get loans if we're in bankruptcy. And um, so uh, uh, the loans are, we, we are not a good credit risk because our, our credit is very poor. Right. So, taking loans—the only loans we can get are uh, loans secured by our real estate, which we own outright. We own four buildings. Pacifica owns four buildings outright.
0: Well, let's um, let's move on to that option—the loan option—and the loan. Option. And, um, the well, loan... I
3: mean, did I? I, I haven't. Uh, let me just quickly delineate the other risks to bankruptcy. Oh, please
0: do. Okay. Sorry about that. Yes, continue. Okay,
3: that's okay. So um, we will probably be forced to sell real estate to pay for bankruptcy. If we take out loans uh, using our real estate as collateral, um, a friend of mine did some research today about debtor and possession loans. Those are the only loans available if someone is in bankruptcy. So a company called, uh, we got some estimates, a company called Quick Liquidity in Baton Rouge, Florida, gave an estimate of uh, a first mortgage um, uh, a loan that would be secured with a Pacifica property. In bankruptcy, the loan would uh, the interest rate would be between twelve and sixteen percent. Wow! Uh, another loan company called Blackburn and Sons Realty Capital Corporation in Sacramento gave us a quote uh, the rates being in the range of twelve point nine percent to thirteen point nine percent or so. Those are very high interest rates. So debtor-in-possession, which is the only kind of loan you can get in if you're in bankruptcy loans, would be at a very high interest rate. And we, we will be either forced to get loans of that nature to pay for the bankruptcy expenses themselves, or we will have to uh, have a fire sale of some piece of property, because we do not have the cash. Now, uh, I wanted to say that the Macapon National Office property has been listed for sale,
0: And just to be clear for people out here in our neck of the woods, Berkeley, um, the knock upon uh, building is attached to the KPFA building. It is a corner lot that used to be a Thai restaurant. And right now, basically, it has been a storage unit for KPFAs, paperwork, books, um, DVDs, leftover premiums, old recorders, you name it, it's over there.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, s- thank you, Frank, and you sound much better now.
0: Oh, great. I'm so glad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so the, the next thing is, because the National Office Finance staff are, are preparing for bankruptcy to some le- lesser or greater degree... They are spending less time working on the 2016 audit, right. and uh, we may lose our nonprofit status because uh, the, the, uh, our, our nonprofit status is dependent upon our uh, having the audit done for 2016 by the middle of February, and we're not close to that with the audit prep yet.
0: And how important awesome. are those audits to getting stuff done, like either going through bankruptcy or getting a loan? The audits, um, what's their importance here?
3: well if we if we uh i don't think they have much relevance to getting a loan to tell you the truth uh they do have a relevance to uh getting c p b funding corporation for public broadcast funding we're essentially losing a million we've been losing we've lost three million dollars in uh, uh in c p b funding in the last three or or years, maybe more than that, because we have been negligent as a foundation in getting our financial reporting.
0: And as you mentioned, our um, nonprofit status is now at risk. And it as also, as you mentioned, at risk. our and deadline this, our, is coming up.
3: Yes. So our poor financial reporting, which is the responsibility of all the foundation, including KPFA, that has... That has That's the, the greatest error that has caused us to be in this financial situation. Because even though our finances are poor, they'd be a lot less poor if we had had that $3 million in CPB funding over the last few years. We wouldn't be in this situation if the dysfunction of our senior management weren't so bad that we uh, lost our CPB funding. So the next thing is...
2: Actually, Grace, I want to just ask you on that on that point. I want to know why, like, why were we so negligent on these audits? And, um, and you know, it's been argued that all the Pacifica stations need more, oh, excuse me, um, that the infighting at Pacifica board meetings is legendary. So what's going on? Why, um, why well, you know, what's going uh, on I with this I drastic mismanagement? It. If you can speak to that, of course.
3: You know, I really can't. Um, I'd rather not, because I am a national board member, and some things are sensitive, so I don't want to go there. Okay. You know? And uh, But I would w- like to make one uh, more point. This is controversial, but I think, uh, you know, if we parade our dirty laundry and we're in bankruptcy, which shows that we're really not good stewards of this these licenses, maybe the FCC might take away our licenses. Right. You know, that is a real honest fear. And yeah, you know, it's been said, well, this is never going to happen. But you know, a lot of things were never going to happen until the Trump administration. We're looking at an FCC in a Trump administration that has just gotten rid of net neutrality. I think bankruptcy is really dangerous in regard to this, because we might not be able to sell or swap a signal. We may have it taken away from us because we're not managing it properly.
2: Well you bring up a great point that in this context at this time stations like KPFA all of the Pacifica network stations are such vital community resources for ideally getting across news, facts um, you know the kind of support that our communities need in order to thrive with so much terror going on we can say so that speaks to the urgency of this decision and um, it is. And, uh, what's my question here? Urgent.
3: Okay. I, I think you want me to go over to the,
2: uh, loan. Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead, Frank.
0: Well, how about, um, there was a late night PNB meeting, uh, Pacifica national board meeting last night. Is there anything that you could report back? I know a lot of people that I'm looking at through the glass here and myself included, uh, listened to that live stream last night until it went into executive session. Is there anything that you can share with us before we move on, um, whether it's pertaining to the loans or anything else or bankruptcy? Uh,
5: Well,
3: I can only tell you what was reported out officially. Uh, So I'll start with Tuesday night's meeting what was reported out from the, uh, I'll just read it to you if that's okay. Perfect. Okay, so Tuesday night we reported out from the closed session, the PNB voted to correct an internal error and to reinstate the 2018 Pacifica National Board Affiliate Director Candidacy of WMXP General Manager Ithia Wangaza and Will issue new ballots. There is a, we have two uh, affiliate directors on the National Board. The next thing is that, Pacifica National Board elected Nancy Sordon, director from WPFW, as pro tem chair, including all powers accorded a chair, until she is replaced after the seating of 2018 PNB directors. She replaces Jonathan Alexander, who resigned. Um, And the next thing is the PNB also approved the terms for two loans. The smaller one will be offered to Empire State Realty Trust to show good faith and will only be funded if ESRT agrees to give us more time before seizing any of our assets. And the larger one will be used to pay off the smaller bridge loan as well as the balance owed. Owed to ESRT, if they agree to forbear, the proceeds from this loan would also be used to pay some other Pacific debts. Loan repayment planning shall be a priority. Okay, so that's the, re- the official report out from Tuesday night's meeting, ex- closed session meeting. The report out from yesterday's meeting is this: the PNB voted on some specific negotiation points with Empire State Realty Trust. The PNB voted to select a lawyer to review loan contracts. The PNB voted to hire an interim executive director. A full announcement will follow a background check. That's the bright spot of that meeting. Um, And I have to tell you, I'm really pleased with this executive director hire. We just are not going to announce it until we do just routine background checks. It will probably be announced in a few days, and you'll know who it is, and you can look him up, and I think he'll be
0: really really pleasantly surprised. Um, well some, um, some interesting news um, regarding loans. So I understand there's quite an urgency to this. Um, what is the steps that the board is taking as they try to secure these loans or make these loans go through? What steps are they taking to keep uh, Empire State Realty Trust from taking action as we wait for the loans? Is someone communicating with them openly?
3: Uh, Not openly, they're communicating with them. We have several people uh, making every attempt on our behalf to negotiate some sort of agreement with Empire State so that they will not move forward to seize our assets. That is ongoing. And uh, they have verbally promised us that they will not move forward to seize our assets uh, because they know that we're working on a loan to pay off our debt to them. However, they have refused to put anything in writing. So we're still in in grave danger. Uh, Just a verbal reassurance is certainly not enough. So we're working uh, on loans and uh, we're working, you know, uh, we may be forced uh, if our assets start to be seized, we may be forced to declare bankruptcy, which I hope we can avoid.
0: Well, let's get into one of the arguments against the loans because um, one of the main things that's been going around is that there has been re- no real plan presented to repay loans. So um, how well, would that's you... that's
3: silly. So, that's patently silly. All right, so
0: what is... Um, how, what, how can we repay these loans if stations haven't been paying their central services, which are um, uh, monies paid to the national office from each individual station, and most uh, some stations are operating on a deficit for you know, multiple years. How are we gonna be able to pay back these loans?
3: Well, first of all, they'll be paid back by the sale of assets, just like they will be paid, uh, all of our debt will be paid in bankruptcy. So we the don't mon- have enough extra cash flow. In bankruptcy, we'll have to sell assets to pay. Here, here's the story with the loans. Taking out a loan is not uh, ha- creating new debt. It is simply transferring debt. We already owe Empire State Realty Trust about $2.5 million. The summary judgment is only uh, for $1.8 million and change. So we only have to pay back $1.8 million Uh, or so to stay out of bankruptcy. However, we do owe them more than that because we're in arrears uh, 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 since the summary judgment was won by ESRT.
0: And you mentioned that the um, loans will pay, um, will be enough to cover the future payment to the Empire State, so WBAI won't be um, forced to pay the monthly payments that are kind of what is leading to part of this?
3: Yeah, let me let me uh, just go over the other thing first, uh, okay? And then I'll answer that question. Sure, sure. Um, the uh, uh, Empire State Building is charging us interest on the money we owe them. So we owe them two point five million, approximately, right now. The judgment plus some other money we owe for uh, rent we haven't paid them, or or license fees we haven't paid them. So. They are charging us 9% interest on that money that we're not paying them. So essentially, they're lending us that money. We already have a loan with them. The problem with the loan with them is they can seize our assets. If we transfer that debt from the Empire State Building to a different lender, we'll have a loan, but we won't have our assets seized. It's It's an equal transfer. Empire State is not only charging us 9% interest on our arrears and on, on the, all the money we owe them, they are also charging us penalties. So the loan is just, it's not new debt. This is a fantasy that it's new debt. It is not new debt. We will pay off the loan exactly the way we'll have to pay off Empire State, and most likely it will be the sale of assets, either real estate or other assets we may, you know, material assets we may hold or a signal sale or swap. That's a decision that will have to be made.
0: And um, I wanted to make sure when you brought up a signal swap that people that haven't heard about what it is um, can understand what a signal swap is. You want to explain it or shall I try?
3: Uh, Well, a signal swap is simple. We have very, very uh, valuable signals. They were granted to Pacifica uh, in the early days of FM radio. They're very powerful signals, and certain of them are more more valuable than others. Uh, So a signal swap would be uh, swapping, uh, a really great signal for a not so great signal and getting some cash for the balance and
0: value. So basically you trade your place on the dial and you also trade your listener capacity, your range and your your output of your um, your reach basically. Exactly. And and so somebody would want to um, gain more out of it. And in doing so, they would be willing to give us some sort of monetary compensation to get a better signal. And then we in turn would take a degraded or less efficient signal.
3: Exactly. Now, the other thing that I wanna mention about this is that in bankruptcy, there's no guarantee. I mean, you know, we're, we're placing our future in the hands to some extent of the committee of creditors and they just wanna get paid. They don't care about the Pacific Emission. You think the Empire State uh, Realty Trust really cares about the Pacific Emission? I doubt it. And if you look them up, the Empire State Realty Trust, you will find. In fact, let me give you this little bit of information that I just looked up. The Empire State Real Estate Trust is a real estate investment trust the company owns, manages, operates, acquires, and repositions office and retail properties in Manhattan and the greater New York metropolitan area, including the Empire State Building. Its portfolio consists of 14 office properties and six standalone retail properties, totaling approximately 10.1 million rentable square feet. 10.1 million rentable square feet. Their total revenue in 2016 was $678 Do we really want to have a slugfest with the Empire State Realty Mm. Trust? They want their money. They don't want to mess around with us, and they are a publicly traded corporation. They have to do what's in the best interests of their stockholders. They don't have any leeway to be kind or nice to us. They have to go by the book. And they're going to charge us back for every dime in in lawyer's fees and any expenses they have. And they have expensive lawyers, like $1,000 an hour. New York and Washington, D.C. lawyers are very expensive, and we're going to be having to pay all of that. Let's get out from under them. Now, so the committee of creditors is going to decide what ha- how they get their money back. You think they're going to wait a year, two years, three years for a signal sailor swap? No way. They're going to force the sale of our real estate, in my opinion. This is my opinion. They're going to want their money right away. We have $10, million, $10 to $11 million worth of real estate that we own free and clear. It can be sold in a matter of weeks. We have hot real estate markets in L.A. and in Berkeley, and those are the two most valuable properties. And guess what? If we're in bankruptcy, I would bet, that that's the way the committee of creditors and the judge is going to push us. And we're going to lose our buildings, and that's the most jeopardy to KPFK, which I love and care for, and KPFA, which you love, and which I also care for as well. So you want to lose your buildings? Fine. Go into bankruptcy. It's Russian roulette. Yeah, maybe something else will happen, and these creditors will have pity on us and will wait forever for a signal swap or sale. I don't think so. Well- I think it's... It's very doubtful. I think that the real estate is going to go. A loan is a better bet. Not, there are no good choices in this.
2: Grace, thank well, you. Oh, sorry. I'm yes.
5: sorry. I'm
3: going on and on.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I know I, you're you're right in the heart of these conversations, so it's totally understandable. Did you want to say one last thing? Otherwise, um, I wanted to jump in. Sure. Go ahead. All right. Well, no, I just I wanted to say thank you um, and just remind folks we're talking with Grace Aaron, who uh, used to be on the local station board at KPFK and is currently on the Pacifica National Board. And Grace, unless you wanted to add one more thing at this moment, I'd love to jump to a music break and give out the phone number for folks to call in to ask you questions. Sounds good. Okay, so um, so yeah, now we want to hear from you. Please call with questions or, um, yeah, with questions for Grace. Uh, the number is 510-848-4425, or you can call in toll-free at 1-800-958-9008. And a reminder to keep your comments brief and question or solution-oriented. Again, if you'd like to call in, the number is 510 510- 848-4425 or toll free at 1-800-958-9008 we will go ahead and take a music break and return with your calls
0: For people with minds that hate All I can tell you is brother you have to wait
6: (laughs)
2: All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 FM KPFA. That was, of course, the Beatles with Revolution. I'm your host, Kat Petru, and I'm joined by Free Will and Franklin in studio to field your calls about the threat here at KPFA and Pacifica.
0: And for those just joining us, we have been speaking with Grace Aaron of the Pacifica National Board. Grace has agreed to stick around to answer some of your questions. Again, if you'd like to call in, the number is 510-848-4425. Or if you're out of the area, you can call toll-free. 1-800-958-9008 one eight hundred nine five eight nine zero zero eight, 958 9008 And we ask for your patience because we do have um, callers on the line um, right now. And let's go to our first caller. Um, that would be Chris from Monterio. How are you doing, Chris?
5: Hi. Um, I'm really frantic about this situation. I've been listening to KPFA just trying to get updates. Um, I'm really afraid we're going to lose KPFA and... Uh, You know, I okay, here's what I think. I think that um, all of these problems, financial problems, seem to be the hemorrhaging at uh, WBAI. From what I understand, they're not self-supporting and that we've been carrying them for years. They have a signal. They have almost no supporters or very few, certainly not enough to carry themselves. We've been carrying them, and they've generated this huge debt on top of everything else i don't understand why we just can't cut loose sell them their signal their facility whatever and um get ourselves solvent again and and not have the whole system collapse trying to support something that the area that they're in doesn't seem to want to support itself
0: all right Chris. I'm well am
5: that- i'm not donating a single other dime
0: well, let's get um, Grace to answer this question, and let's just remember that um, WBAI is somebody else's KPFA, so I mean, it's a lot for us to um, to want to cut it loose, but we always have to try to remember that we are a network and that all these other stations around the country are other people's KPFAs. So um, let's get Grace to answer that. Um, what's going on at WBAI, Grace? i um, the-
5: be, be happy to
3: uh you know uh i want to say that this is my own personal opinion i'm not speaking for the foundation i am a national board member however i'm not speaking for the board i'm just speaking for myself now in regard to selling or swapping wbai getting rid of wbai however you want to call it that is an option but it should certainly be done outside of bankruptcy not inside of bankruptcy because inside of bankruptcy we may not have that option at all, and and that's for many reasons. Because inside of the the uh, process to sell or swap WBAI is uh, a first of all, it has the the national board has to approve that, and then for the bylaws, there has to be a membership vote approving the sale, and then there's an FCC process. Now there is some opinion that in bankruptcy uh the membership vote might not be necessary. That's the question. We don't know if that's the case. The membership vote is quite lengthy. It's 60 days minimum and another let's say 30 days after that to complete the tally, to inform people, whatever. So it's a lengthy process. Then after that is completed then there's an FCC approval process, which takes 90 days. Of those 90 days, 30 days are public comment, and if there is a an objection in public comment, that could lengthen the process for a year or two. And you better believe that people love WBAI, just like UKPFAers love KPFA, and there are going to be legal suits, there are going to be objections, there are going to be protests, and that's going to lengthen the process to, or, to sell or swap uh, WBAI. And huh. what's going to happen in bankruptcy, in my personal opinion, is that the creditors are going to say, this is ridiculous, we're not going to put up with this, sell the buildings, and then you're going to lose your building. Or uh, it may be a straight-out business decision. A bankruptcy trustee or a bankruptcy committee of creditors or the judge might say, well, you've got a rotten deal with a signal swap for WBAI. There's a much better one for KPFA let's force the sale of the KPFA as the swap of the KPFA signal. They're only going to lose 10% of their potential listeners in this swap and they'll get like $20 million from it. If we swap WBAI, they lose 50% of their potential listenership and we only get 10 million. So it's a better business deal to swap out uh KPFA. That's all those things could happen in bankruptcy. All bets are off in bankruptcy. So this thing that you can go just smoothly into bankruptcy and sell WBAI, get rid of this nuisance problem that we all think we have and Radi oh, da we'll all be enriched by it and the West Coast stations will be fine and and, and yeah, that's a nice Thought, but that's not necessarily going to be going to happen right
2: thank you so much grace we oh, want to make sure we can get a few more questions and before that
3: oh no so it's okay but it's a complicated uh i know complicated situation
2: it is and i know that kind of as we hear more information we have more questions but i just want to honor the listeners calling in. so let's jump to uh, ro- who? uh
0: robert in petaluma hi robert you're on uh the air thank you uh you know
4: kpfa is uh valuable and it seems like you're articulate. Uh, have you really reached out to some billionaires here in Silicon Valley or anybody? Tell them you don't want to have it with any strings, but come on. If they can endow the KUSC with a million dollar endowment for classical music, somebody can certainly do that. Jeff Bezos, the richest guy in the world, could, could, could handle an endowment for KPFA and do it anonymously and we could all just rest after that. Are you guys on the national board just, are you really fighting over the agenda for an hour like the guy this morning said? The guy that's interim. Um,
0: into the- thank you, Robert, yeah. and we will um, get Grace to answer that. Grace, um, there has been friends or family, whatever it is down in KPFK that have raised some money, um, for a loan. What is happening? If you know about anything happening up here in, um, Berkeley, uh, the Bay area, Silicon Valley, you know, a quite a, um, a wealthy area of people. Is there any action to secure, um, private finances or gifts or loans here?
3: Not that I know of. Uh, the effort has happened. Uh, one of our, uh, wonderful KPFK, uh, Local station board members is also on the national board. She and her husband have uh, committed to uh, three to four hundred thousand for a loan on the uh, collateralized with the KPFK property. Similarly to other loans we've been uh, looking to secure, and they have outreach to their friends who are willing to. Now, this is not; these are not donations. These are actually loans. It's a package of a loan. Uh, uh... that's being put together by these individuals because it's faster and uh... they've been willing to risk their own money to uh... try to uh, prevent bankruptcy and i hope that somebody up there in kpfa land will be uh... willing to donate or loan uh, us money quickly so that we can prevent bankruptcy because I think for KPFA and KPFK, bankruptcy is very, very risky in my opinion. Right.
2: Very risky. So let's jump to Jay in Oakland. Jay, you are on air.
1: Hey, um, thanks so much for having this conversation. I really appreciate it. Um, I just want to first put out there on a positive reflection, um, you know, the Pacific stations, I think, have always looked out for poor people. Um, and allowed the voices of poor people to be heard. And that being said, you know um, this is a capitalist world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you when you're looking out for poor people, and we don't have a whole lot to give back, and you got bills to pay, um, you know, it's just a, <clears throat> a hard pill to swallow sometimes. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm just I'm just thankful, um, thankful for the Pacifica uh, stations that that there's this information out there. Um, I also wanna just kinda uh frame as a question I suppose, um, you know, uh, everybody's sort of scrambling to figure out what's going on in the short term and how we can how we can figure out these short term problems. But maybe if we look a little further ahead, what's what's the long term goal here? What's
2: what's what's the long term? Thank you um, so, so much, you know, Jay, for that positive feedback and excellent question. Did you wanna do you gonna say one more thing? Otherwise we'll jump to Grace to answer your question. <clears throat>
0: Um, go ahead, Grace. Um, what is the long-term, um, plan if we, um, or let's just say when we survive this, um, what are we looking forward to for, um, structural change, long-term plans to keep us uh, self-sufficient as a network? Exactly.
5: Okay. So the
3: first thing is really, really good news. Last night, the board approved the hire of a turnaround interim executive director who is really, really fantastic. You are going to love him. He has the most incredible resume, and he's really, really capable. And uh, I can't say any more about it. But that's one we need strong national management to uh, fix these stations and get them improving their listenership and income and membership. That's what we're here for. You know, we need a vital station in the largest media uh, uh, center in the United States, and that's New York. And you know I I think a lot of LA LA is huge but New York is the largest media center in the
0: US. And, and on a personal very
3: influential.
0: On a personal note, I would be looking forward to bringing uh, the Pacifica network into more of a multimedia type um Of stations where we could have uh, video streaming, live video streaming of our shows. We could be out video streaming events um, such as the March Against Hate that was right down the street here. Special events, all the special events that we do, we could be live streaming. So there could be um, video components of you know the station and the stations of the network. And just a quick plug for ourselves: KPFAApprentice.org. We're trying our A little bit here to do some multimedia stuff. We always post photos of our guests when we do videos. There's videos there, and we post all of our shows, important links. So we try to be interactive, and I think that would be one thing that would help us in the future. But let's get on to our – oh, do you have something, Kat?
2: Well, just really quickly to add on to what Frank said, uh, just to make sure we're really relevant. So I'm a bit younger and most of my hey, friends don't hey. listen to the radio. We, we tune in, we look for podcasts. And so to make sure that everything is, is digit digitized um, and, as, and archived so that we've got the record to speak for the brilliant work that's happening here, but also to make sure that people can have access um, no matter what.
0: And definitely having it available on demand because that's basically... I don't listen live all the time. I like to go back and listen when it's convenient to me. So on demand um, podcast, whatever we got to do, we're getting close to our time. Let's get to the next phone call right now. We're going to go with Teresa from Napa. Teresa, are you there? Yes, I am. Um, you're on the air at KPFA. What's going on with you?
4: Well, thanks Grace and all of you staff, um, for being there and doing what you're doing. um, Last Friday, I gave $120 to Dennis Bernstein, who raised a whopping 15000 in his hour to help save KPFA.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
4: Um, yeah, and, and I don't make much money. I make less than 30000 a year. So those kinds of chunks um, are, are big for me. But I'm saying, saying that, that just so you know that I'm dedicated and do the best I can. So I'm wondering, uh, and maybe I missed something, can selling one building out of the four cover all the bills and if so whichever building it was could the radio station inside move to another place and still keep our strong signal
2: thank you i was wondering the same thing grace can you please answer that question
4: well we own uh four
3: properties outright the first property the most uh sellable properties, the Nacapon National Office Building, which is next door to KPFA, half of it is empty, it's used for storage, and the other half houses about five national office uh finance staff. It's was recently appraised at a little under eight hundred thousand. Uh that could be sold without any real uh harm to the foundation. The only minor inconvenience. The next uh, station is uh, KPFT, which is a building that's. Boy, but it's been appraised at well, I think 1.2 million, but we might be able to get more than that for that building. It's a tear down and it's in very bad condition. So between those two buildings, uh, that would give us some relief. Um, Then there's the KPFK building and the KPFA building. KPFK is very problematical to sell and move because the archives are housed in the KPFK building. KPFA also, uh, you know, major radio station would have to move, that'd be difficult. But none of these things are going to sink Pacifica. They'd be inconvenient and a big, big hassle, but we have over $140 million, I would estimate, in assets. We're not going away anytime soon. We just have to sell some assets and reorganize and get ourselves uh, more efficient and improve all these stations, and then eventually when the stations can stand on their own, then maybe we should explore the option of uh, separating the foundation so that the individual stations are given the option of being independent of Pacifica. Or maybe a wiser move would be to make them into LLCs so that their shortfalls don't impact the other stations. That can be done. Uh, So these things should be considered. Uh, There are rational ways for KPFA to you know, exit Pacifica if it so chooses, but it has to be done in an open and above board manner that benefits all the stations, not just KPFA. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Grace, for laying out some of those possibilities. Um, And let's move on to Joan. Thank you for your patience. Um, You are on the air. Yes,
6: thank you. Um, I'm a longtime subscriber and a former uh, programmer at KPFA, and of course I'm gravely concerned about the situation and the very thought of losing our station, losing our building is uh, just horrific to me. I'm glad to hear that the building next door could be more easily sold, and perhaps that is something that could save um, our broadcast area. Um, Excuse me, I broadcast building. I do want to say that I had written to Ken Laufer, um, who is a director of PNB, who said basically in his message to me that the the, uh, loans could be paid back with the sale of the buildings. And he wrote, quote, alternative locations for the Pacific stations whose buildings we sell will hopefully be found, especially with the help of listeners like yourself who might have a spare barn or a place we can broadcast from. Well, that to me seemed very cynical. Um, and last night I listened to the um, to the um, to the meeting uh, of the Pacifica National Board, and I was absolutely, totally appalled. I have never heard anything like that before. I've been on; I am on a number of boards myself. All then they are all very well organized and very well directed. This was total chaos. People were screaming at each other. And for two and a half hours, nothing of any substance was accomplished. And in a situation like this, when there is so much that is absolutely necessary to have thoughtful discussion and approach, to have this kind of waste of time and energy on just chaos, it tells me that this is why we're in the situation that we're in. And I would hope that there would be a time in the near future that, that Pacifica, would be run by people who are more thoughtful and i'm glad to hear from you um uh, <clears throat> uh, i'm sorry grace um, grace, grace aaron grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem very thoughtful and, and very well informed and um it's really helping me not to have a, a sense that the entire
0: uh, board is just well let's give uh, grace a chance to answer that about what they could do to um be more cohesive to be more unified because we are running out of time and we might have a chance to squeeze one more person in so grace what is happening um you mentioned earlier you didn't want to talk too much about the board politics and stuff like that but what could we do in the future to assure that um our board is focused It's working in unison towards um, a common goal.
2: And because it's listener-sponsored, of course, it's really understandable that all of us, whether we are paid staff or not, and all the listeners who support this radio station are concerned about how the money is being managed.
3: Yes, of course. Well, the the board meetings are really a trial. Believe me, I'm on the board. It's it's a horrible purgatory to be in some of these meetings. And uh, unbeknownst to the public, the board has been extremely productive. Uh, The board members know it. Uh, because we have the minutes of our closed session meetings where most of the work has been done on the National board in the last year and uh, uh, we have we have actually resolved made uh, a, a number of resolutions and that's because we've been willing to endure for hour after hour after hour of disruptions of Uh, filibustering, uh, propagandizing by some board members. And we plowed through that and gotten the work done. Uh, Our meeting last night went till 2 o'clock in the morning, just just about Eastern time. That meeting was five or six hours long. Most of us just sat there and endured it. And, and got the work done much more slowly than we'd like to, but nonetheless, it got done.
2: Grace, that sounds and, really grueling. Unfortunately, we are out of time, and I okay. know we have more callers on the line. Thank you so much for calling. We can't take your calls right now. Is there a place where folks can reach out to you if they have more questions, Grace, or to anyone on the board, I should say?
3: Well, you know, uh, pnb at pacifica.org is the email address Address for all the board members
2: pnb at pacifica.org yeah. wonderful thank you and then of course you can go to kpfaapprentice.org. um we'll have links to articles um from the chronicle from the wall street journal etc um just to give you a lot of the research that we've been looking at and that brings us to the end of tonight's show uh presuming we'll be here next week please tune in for stories and updates on native activism um And in the event, no, I don't think that's going to happen. So our executive producer is Miss M. Our technical director is Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our production consultant.
0: And um, Grace, thank you very much for being with us tonight. We sorry um, to all the callers on the line. We have to let you go. Um, Grace, thanks for helping us out tonight.
2: Thank you, Grace. So appreciate it. Thank Uh, you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. A big shout-out to Miss M on the controls, Steve and Sharon and Joy in the other room. And stay tuned next for La Onda Bajita.